Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to November 2022. Already, do you know that it has been one year since I started doing the energy impressions? And they are some of my most popular episodes. So, yeah, I just wanted to take a minute and thank you for listening and reaching out when it connects with you or resonates or helps you in some way. I appreciate it in more ways than I can kind of properly explain. But yeah, really, really, really thankful for all of you that have you know, been with me since the beginning of Intuitive Seek and to my new listeners. Yeah, it's just been so lovely to grow it and trust my own intuition on what I feel like we should talk about and expand on and dive deeper into. And I really appreciate how much so many of you were needing, just like me, a very grounded approach to all of this intuition. And I put it in kind of a plural because if you haven't noticed, it has become quite a popular buzzword kind of across platforms and not really just your kind of new age, quote unquote, like spirituality. And that was one of my main goals. I suppose you could call it when I created Intuitive Seek was really to, you know, join me on my own journey, but also for you to be kind of re inspired to connect to your own inner guidance, to not look so much outside of yourself for what is already there. And that's why I haven't changed the opening because it really is about even if it's not exactly the right grammar, but it really is about realizing that your intuition is your, I say your own, but really it should be your greatest teacher, is your greatest teacher. And I love that so many of you have kind of found that through all the mix of different ways that I've brought that to you. And I'm just going to continue doing it. And I'm sure it will continue to evolve and change. But the main thing is that I want to kind of celebrate you for how long you have been listening, whether it be this week is your first or since April 2021. You have been focusing on connecting to your inner guidance, which to me is really connecting to ourselves, to our essence, our hearts, our spirit, our soul, 
our authentic self, our highest self. So many words, so many different words to say the same thing. But that part of you that knows exactly who you are and what you want and how to do it and how not to do it. That part of us that knows the no and knows the yes and gives us the more succinct answer when we ask ourselves. So often I kind of read about that people are kind of confused sometimes. And I found in my practice too, you know, is it anxiety or is it fear? Is it our intuition or is it the anxiety? Is it our intuition or is it the fear? They kind of mix all together. But I've always found, and I come back to it again and again, that my intuition is very clear and quite simple. It doesn't give me a huge amount of information. It doesn't give me a hundred different reasons. It doesn't try to convince me. And my anxiety and my fear, the energy of it, it's trying to convince me of something. And I think that is kind of the best way that I've come to understand it. That's my first question. If I am uncertain whether it is my intuition, my fear, my anxiety, is it the doubt? You know, which one is it? The first thing I ask myself, is it trying to convince me of something? Or is it kind of very simple? And is it something that I already knew, but I just needed to be reminded of? Because that kind of tends to be what it is too. So I hope that, yeah, that helps you a little bit as well, because I did and do find it helpful to remind myself of that. If it's trying to convince me, it's not that clarity. And, you know, to be fair, that is kind of a good rule in the world as well. Wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, is somebody trying to convince you to do something? Maybe double check the intentions of that person or the thing. So before we get into the November 2022 energy impressions, I just wanted to kind of speak on some feedback that I got for the last episode. I wanted to thank you also for those of you that reached out that really felt touched by the episode. It was definitely more tender, more emotional. Yeah, definitely more vulnerable for me, but that's when I know it's important for me to do. Not important for you, but important for me <laughs> because that's kind of how we know that something is true for us if we do feel more vulnerable sharing it. So yes, I did want to, yeah, thank you for reaching out and letting me know. Of course, I and I speak about it. I really don't feel like we need or should hang our hat on outside affirmation for what we are creating because that has no stable foundation in it at all. But having said that, of course, it is so nice to know when something resonates with you and that I'm not just kind of speaking into the void. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it is more tender. It does speak about pet loss and grief and connecting to our loved ones when they have passed. You know, the real energy of love 
So yes, that can feel a little heavy. So only listen to it if you feel called to. And some of the other feedback I got was so interesting because I had listeners that were surprised to learn that Reiki isn't a Japanese tradition. And that is why I probably mentioned it, because that is a misnomer. You know, the sim- there's symbols that are Japanese characters. The founder is Japanese. Reiki is a Japanese word, right? So, of course, we would think that it is of a Japanese heritage and tradition, but it's not. And so this is one of the reasons that I love Reiki as such a beautiful modality, this universal energy, because to learn the system of Reiki, you're not taking on or appropriating the traditions of someone else's culture. There are many modalities out there, some that are, you know, very commonplace. But when you look at them, maybe just look with a different eye. It doesn't mean that you can't take part in it. But make sure that you understand that this is a tradition of another culture and respect it in that way. Give credit to where credit is due because that is important. So one of the things that I love about the system of Reiki, of universal energy healing, is you're not taking on someone else's culture. Macau Usui, as far as I understand and from what I've researched independently too, the creator of the system of Reiki, he wanted to find a universal healing modality that crossed the boundaries of cultures and religions that could be used everywhere to have the least amount of resistance for people to understand how and where and what to do. I mean, he studied as a Buddhist monk, but it's not of a Buddhist tradition. He was trained as a doctor. But his mission, when he opened up that first Reiki clinic in 1922, was to get universal healing, this system that he created of like the fast track to it, because it's not the only way. I don't believe that, not at all. But this is kind of the way that works, that has worked for thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the hundred years. So his mission was to get, you know, Reiki into the hands of anyone who wanted to learn. There was no like gatekeeping. The only hierarchy is in kind of the levels of learning. And the way that I see that is, you know, you really have to experience it before you kind of move into understanding more of how to utilize it, before you understand how to teach it yourself. So it's not like information is held from you. You're just learning, kind of like math, right? That's how it feels. So thank you for letting me know that that was something that I wasn't just saying over and over again and that you'd heard before. I'm sure some of you knew that, but yes, it was so cool to to hear that you didn't some of you, and that it kind of opened up your eyes to it. Because that does, I will say, there is that like a little bit of kind of innate, I guess the word is like xenophobia of like when you're really kind of instantly distrustful or 
even scared of something that doesn't feel familiar to you as a person in your understanding of how you are in the world, in your culture. So hearing a word like Reiki, Reiki, if it doesn't sound like a word that you know, you can automatically kind of put a wall up of like, ooh, what is that? So that's kind of a cool thing about it too. It helps you bring awareness to that and maybe know if you're doing that in other parts of your life too. And if you are interested in learning the system of Reiki, which you do not have to want to be like a professional practitioner with it, it is a beautiful tool for your own self-care, self-development, and yeah, a really beautiful way for you to understand and connect to and work with your energy, because that is kind of the key to everything. And that's the way a really kind of, I don't want to say fast, but a quick route to connecting to the language of your intuition as well. So if you do, if you're interested, if you're curious, I will be announcing my dates coming up in the end of November and in December for my Reiki, intuitive Reiki level one and level two. It's not a new version. Like if you already have your level one, it's not that you need that to do intuitive Reiki level one. It will be the beginner, but I'm calling it intuitive Reiki because it is my specific kind of unique lens of how to help you learn and discover the system of Reiki, which from my experience, the way that I teach it is quite a bit different. And it really is about linking it, linking it up with understanding and bringing that kind of power, that deep power of your intuition back to your forefront. And Reiki is a really lovely tool for that. So if you are interested, go to the show notes. There will be a little link there that you can click on and add your name to the waitlist. And then you will be the first to know when those dates come out and you will have priority to sign up for it. So yeah, very exciting. One of my absolute favorite things to do is teach it, especially online, because yeah, there is something so cool and eye-opening and heart-opening about learning the system of universal energy virtually. And then if you do want to use it, become a practitioner for others, this is kind of the new world of global access that you can serve people around the world. So learning how to do that virtually is a no-brainer to me. So yes, I hope that you join us, sign up for the waitlist, and I'm sure I will remind you on the next episode too. But um, by then I will have the dates and everything. So yeah, if you want to be first to know, please sign up. Okay. November 2022, here we are. Let's talk about the energy. Let's talk about the impressions. Let's see what will support us while we navigate the month ahead. The penultimate month before the end of the year, the last second to last month, <laughs> November. It's a big one. And you know, it does feel pretty big. I'm not just saying that. It does feel like a really big month. 
So the main energy of November is this picture that I want you to imagine. So if you're driving, don't, obviously, but if you are able to kind of picture this in your mind's eye, I would like you to. So picture a cheetah, a beautiful cheetah, the fastest animal in the world, land animal. Picture a cheetah running, running across the land. Picture it picking up speed, jumping out of the way of obstacles, maybe gets tripped up a little bit but keeps going, maybe slows down to take a little drink and then keeps going again, maybe takes a rest but then perks up, has that instinct, realizes some food might be around and they need to go after it. So they keep running. So this cheetah, this energy, this is what feels like something we should pay attention to for November. That maybe in November, it's reminding us of that beautiful cliche that life is not a race. It's a marathon, but that we have the resources and the reserves to live. And maybe it's offering an opportunity to us to maybe reset, regroup, bring a new level of trust to our rhythm. And you know, I love talking about our rhythm, our intuitive rhythm. If you have experienced my Slow Majesty workshop, you know about this, about connecting to what your rhythm is. So this month, remembering, trusting, that you know when to speed up, when to slow down. And notice, noticing when or if you have a resistance to either of those. That if you know innately, intuitively, that maybe you should be slowing down. But there's just something in you that you just can't. It just feels hard or it doesn't feel right. And it makes you wonder or unsure or doubt about why you would be needing to slow down. That's resistance to the first thing you knew, the first instinct, the first intuitive pulse was, oh, we should probably slow down. And then all the other things come after to tell you why you shouldn't. And then on the flip side of that, do you know? that you should speed up, that it's enough already. All of the research has been done. You've thought about it enough. You have asked enough people about it. You've pondered. You've seen other people do similar things. You've looked up all of the things. <laughs> the research has never ended throughout that. Maybe this month is really a good opportunity for you to trust that instinct of, okay, maybe everything has been done that I can do, and it's time to really act. It is time to speed up. And it's interesting because now I'm kind of thinking about some of the astrology that I've heard about, kind of the astral weather, if you will. And one of them is, as astrologers put it, they call it um, when Mars goes into retrograde. And so one of the themes of Mars going into retrograde is that it is telling you 
not to move forward, not to start anything new. So I just wanted to add that if you are feeling led by some astrology where you're thinking, oh, okay, I shouldn't do that or I should do that based on what some astrologers are telling you on you know Instagram or TikTok or whatever, or on podcasts, that feels like a really great, another beautiful opportunity invitation to connect back to that cheetah, that inner cheetah of knowing when you should speed up or slow down, knowing whether that astrology that might be that might be giving you pause on what you're already feeling that you want to do or should do or excited to do. Pay attention to that. Notice when you're letting something outside of you dictate how you feel you should move forward or not. Because nobody knows better than you. And if you are letting something outside of you tell you when to do something, when not to do something, Okay, guess what? Another opportunity, another invitation to maybe do some journaling. Maybe do some journaling around why why you want to give your power away. Why you feel the need to give your power away. Why you aren't able to fully trust how you're feeling. And why do you need outside affirmation to tell you that it's good or okay or go ahead? And those are hard questions. Those are not easy to answer. But the one thing I do know for certain is that writing down your thoughts and feelings is probably one of the best things we can do for ourselves. And the only thing that I've ever found on the other side of taking the time to journal about it, about how I'm feeling, about what I'm experiencing, any doubt or uncertainty, emotions that I'm not really understanding, feelings about things that don't really make sense to me. When you take the time to write about it and not judging whether it makes sense, but just letting the words come out of your mind and onto the page, there will only be at least, at least a little bit of more clarity on the other side of that. So it's never a waste. I really think of journaling kind of the same as working out. Like I never feel like, oh, shouldn't have done that after a workout. And I never feel like, oh, shouldn't have taken the time to journal after I journal. But both of those, I can have a lot of resistance to sometimes because I know they're the ones that I need to do. So, you know, the human experience is most of the time. We have that kind of knee-jerk reaction to not want to do the things that we know are good for us. It's that, you know, classic human brain twister. And so for November, and I know that I, you know, I offer journal prompts. I love journaling. I talk about journaling all the time. But November is feeling like, okay, this may be like a very key journaling month. And it might be really helpful to dedicate one page and write November 2022 almost like a title page and kind of commit to writing at least once a week about what you're feeling, what you're going through, what you're interested in, what your intuition is telling you, 
what's been spiraling or running through your mind, dedicate at least four times this month to journal about how you are feeling and what you're experiencing. Because there is always some amazing gold that we find in that. Always. And the gold is that clarity. But there's so much more that comes with that clarity, right? It's like impossible to really understand how much we get from taking the time to pay attention to ourselves and how we're feeling and our creativity, because that really is kind of the crux of journaling. It's allowing our intuition to speak through our creativity, through the words through the writing. Even the act of pen to paper is kind of an art, right? It's a kind of drawing, even though you're writing letters. So maybe November is a really great time for you to reset your journaling practice. Okay, but back to the cheetah, because I did feel this too. So with the cheetah also, it feels like a really great question, and this would be a great journaling question too. Have you been looking back too much? Have your eyes been on the back of your head? And has it been stopping you from moving forward? Or kind of stopping you from understanding what speed you need to go at? Because you don't really know what speed you need to go unless you have an idea of where you want to go. And you can't really get that if you're only looking behind you. And that also feels like a like a little call to check in on your comparison too. Have you been comparing yourself way too much with other people, maybe doing similar things than you, similar things as you? And then there's also this feeling kind of inspired by the cheetah. There's this feeling of kind of humility because they are the fastest land animal. So they don't really have to prove themselves. They know they're the fastest. They don't have to go fast all the time. And that feels like a call, a reminder, something to think about through November. Where can you add more humility? Where can you be more humble? But on the flip side of that, as always, with these impressions, got to look at both sides of it. Where are you being too humble? Where is your humility kind of getting in the way? of what you really want to express or do or create. And that also feels like remembering that compassion. So being compassionate towards yourself and others. Bringing humility and compassion into your life more. Because these are all things we know already. How can we practice them more in our daily lives? And that may really help us move through any uncertainty or surprises that come this month. And then that also reminds me of courage. Because we need courage to trust ourselves, to know when to go fast, when to slow down, when to change directions. There's a deep trust that we always need to be able to, you know, honor that rhythm that our intuition is asking for us to move with. And maybe in November, 
if you really pay attention to the times when you are being asked to be courageous, when courage is needed to do whatever you're doing, big or small, to know that that courage is inside of you and that you have that courage. That courage doesn't happen without action. So you've got your courage, you've got your trust, you've got your humility, you have your compassion. And then there's one last thing for November to feel into, to think about, and that is generosity. Because for November, it was that image of the cheetah, but then also the word was generosity. And that feels like to me, not just generous to others, but generous to yourself. And that feels like a piece of the compassion and a really great thing to journal on a little prompt would be when is a time when you were the most generous that you can think of? Describe it. And then when is a time where you were or could be have been much more generous than you were being? And describe it. When you weren't being generous, describe it. And that will help you kind of shift your perspective on how generosity can really support you in November. And that to me feels like opening up to other people's generosity too, allowing yourself to receive and then not having any fear of giving of knowing that whatever you give, there will always be more. And I mean that figuratively, of course. Don't give away all of your belongings. That's not what I mean. But pay attention to when you feel like you're really holding on a little bit too tight. And that can be as small as wanting to give somebody a compliment, but then stopping yourself and saying, oh, well, no, I don't want to be weird or... What will they think of that? Or, oh, I didn't give that other person a compliment, so that's not really fair. When you're talking yourself out of even small ways of being generous, why are you doing that? So for November, it really feels like, you know, the second to last month is a giant invitation for us to kind of reset our intentions, reset why we are driving in that direction. Reset why we are yearning for that thing. Reset looking back to looking forward. Reset slowing down to speeding up. Be flexible and adaptable to the month, to what happens. Because like most months, there's so much we can learn and appreciate. And by December, things might look very different than they did at the beginning of the month. And with everything that I offered to you about the energy, those feel like supportive ways for you to not be in a total whirlwind where you just kind of land in December and then you look back and say, wow, that month was wild. The things that I spoke to, offered, 
those feel supportive for you to actively be involved in all the exciting things that may happen in the month ahead. So be that courageous, proud, but humble, strong, very confident cheetah. Maybe even put a picture of a cheetah on your phone or on your desktop, just so you can really remember it. So yes, I hope that that helped you a little bit, maybe made you remember something, helped you feel a little bit more connected and grounded to how you want to move through the month and what you want to do and where you need to go. Trust how you received it, always. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Please reach out to me with any questions or if you wanted to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow me or message me on my Instagram at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or you can check out my website, treenlight.com, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. I will have all the links in the show notes for you to easily find everything where you can learn about all the ways that I can support you. So thank you so much for all of your support. Be kind to yourself and I'll talk to you soon. to say something